Spooky Friday, October 13th. It's Friday the 13th, Jeremy Lambert. It is. Yes, and I am Matt Pearl. It's time to get in the weeds, and we're going to get into every single weed you can because we have not spoken about wrestling since Wednesday, so nothing has happened, and we have a lot of weeds to go and find. <laughs> uh, it Jer- is. It is Friday the 13th. I didn't even realize that. Yeah. We're going to have the spookiest conversations we can today. Toxic Toxic uh, Friday. We'll address that uh, here shortly about, about Toxic Friday and, and everything. We, we got a special guest joining us right off the, the top of the show. So we, we're going to get into that and not let her wait anymore. Joel, I'm going to throw it to you for this. Absolutely. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, MLW Slaughterhouse is this Saturday, October 14th on Fight Plus at the 2300 Arena in Philadelphia. Joining us now, someone who recently made her return to the promotion, the one, the only, Selena De La Renta joins us now. How are you doing this morning, Selena De La Renta? Well, thank you, Joel. I'm doing great. I After watching that intro, I think I'm pretty much set for the rest of my life. <laughs> Listen, very few people get to watch us do that intro with that song and that video. So consider yourself a member of a very exclusive club. Well, I'm honored. <laughs> uh, let me ask you, first off, since we're talking about Spooky Friday and then Friday the 13th, are you a fan of Halloween? And do you have Halloween plans this year? Well, I'm Jewish, so I don't really celebrate uh, many of the what we call pagan holidays. Um, but I am excited because I get to be dark and spooky with my fans and I, they already call me the Bruja. So it's like spot on for me. <laughs> so I'm excited to see what MLW has for Halloween and what if, if fans are even going to dress up. So that's always fun. You know what, then let's 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 not say Halloween. What are you dressing up as on Purim? On Purim. Um, <laughs> it's a long way from from right now yes. but uh yeah we have um these masks um we're kind of dressing up like the squid game characters i love it i like <laughs> that for, uh, sorry for those who don't know so uh selena and and, our, and myself are both members of the tribe we're both jewish the the holiday of purim is uh kind of like it's like our halloween but it's not in really that we dress up but there's a biblical aspect to it anyway not important just wanted to clear that exactly. up for, don't get uh, i appreciate i now. <laughs> I appreciate you saving me on that one, Joel. Thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Once in the blue moon. You know what? I'm going to save you now. I'm going to let let's let's clear this right up right off the bat. Selena, I need to know: Are you the mystery opponent for Delmi Exo for her world featherweight title match? Well, now don't get too excited there. I said I was having an interview. I didn't say I was going to give you all the tea. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to have to watch and see. She's playing hard to get with us, Jeremy. It's going to be a she problem. Is. Yep. She is. How, how your... am I going to sit here and reveal the mystery? Do you really <laughs> are... think that was going to work out? Okay, if it, is not, if it is not you, are you bringing someone in? Because you're back in MLW, very very involved. You've, I don't want to say you've uh, kicked Cesar Duran out of, out of the way here, but there's, there's allegations going around about this. Uh, so are you potentially bringing someone in with this uh, new, new relationship MLW has with various promotions? Well, again, I cannot reveal my cards right now, okay? I see what you guys are trying to do here. If, uh, no, I can't tell you. However, I will promise this. Anything that I put on TV is going to be epic. So 
you gotta either show up to the show or tune in as soon as it drops because I promise you I'm about to put on a show. What's it been like being back at MLW? I know it's only been, um, it was one, you came back at the, the latest show, Fairy Road, and then you guys did the tapings and everything, but you were heavily involved. You were doing producing with MLW before you left, and now you're back uh, after a couple of years now, I believe. Like, what, what's it been like being back just at MLW? I was really excited to come back. Um, it was uh, different, very different. Not what I expected, because what I remember from MLW looked very different than what I saw. But it changed for the better. I will say that um, Core Bauer has done a really good job at like filtering through who is really not supposed to be there and who is actually contributing to the roster. So it was very enlightening to see. And I felt good. It felt like I never left. Um, I got to see some of my friends, mainly production, because the roster has changed a lot. But it really just felt like I've just been on vacation. Has there been anyone on the roster that you've come across that has surprised you in a good way that they're a part of MLW now? Um, that surprised me. Uh, yeah, actually. So, you know, Ricardo Rodriguez, Jesus Rodriguez. I was very surprised to see him there. Um, the last time that I saw him, he was on his way to India to teach kids how to wrestle. And I, I was really impressed by the work that he was doing out there. So I didn't think he was going to be back in America and I, I saw him and he's doing much better. He looks good. I was like, he, he, he's going to make some moves and mark his name at MLW for sure. What went into the decision to kind of a two-part question to initially leave because you were, as I was saying, you were doing producing court always spoke very highly of you. You had a big part on, on all the shows and then you left, you, you went away for a bit. And then what went into the decision to eventually return to MLW? Well, I got a scholarship to uh, a full scholarship to be in Full Sail University here in Orlando. And I didn't think I was going to be able to juggle everything as a full time student. And I, I didn't I just didn't think it was the right move to be on the road and sacrifice my studies and potentially lose the scholarship that I just got. So I dedicated the last two years to just going to school full time. And now I'm graduating in November, so it felt like the timing was right. And now that I know what, what school is like and how I've been doing really well, I think I'm just going to continue doing my master's and do both. Uh, I feel more confident now. First of all, congratulations. That's great. In November, that's, yes. uh, that's, that's going to be awesome. Um, Thank you. What, what are we going to be studying afterwards? What's the master's? Um, the master's would be in innovation and entrepreneurship. And I'm, I'm trying to do two different master's degrees. That's innovation and entrepreneurship is one, but the other one would be business intelligence for like learning how to put cookies in people's phones just by standing next to them. <laughs> you know, that stuff is fun. Speaking of cookies, uh, because I, I'm reading that uh, you have a recipe for Puerto Rican cornbread in the uh, Eat Like a Luchador. Oh, my goodness, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Tell me about what's the difference between like Puerto Rican cornbread and like cornbread from literally anywhere else in the world as it's made? Well, honestly, I cannot say what is it that cornbread from other people tastes like because I'm not a big fan of cornbread, but it's like a family heirloom. My great grandma, she was part of my childhood, like well, up to when I was five years old, I basically lived with her and she took care of me. 
and uh, she had this recipe and I, I loved it. And then when she passed away, I was really sad. And my mom found the recipe in one of her drawers and she made it for me and it tasted just like my grandma's. So I, I can't tell you what the difference is. It just feels like close to my grandma. And she's one of the people that I miss the most that already made it to the other side. So it's just, I'm, I'm emotionally connected to it. Do you find the the schooling more difficult, uh, everything that goes into that, or getting in front of a live crowd and and having to speak to everyone? That's a good question because I'm not afraid of standing in front of a crowd and saying whatever I want to say. I I don't know. School kind of depends on what class I'm taking. I don't know. It's like, I, I guess it's a, depending on what I'm doing. Cause like, so when I went with LA Park to Mexico, it was really difficult to stand in front of a crowd and say all the things that I said. And then they were throwing pesos at my head and I actually got physically injured. So it, you know, depends on which day and what class. <laughs> <laughs> Go ahead, Joel. Speaking of public speaking, I'm gonna I'm gonna pitch you because you are a uh, you're you're a, you're a dynamo, you're a mogul. So can I can I give you a pitch for a show? Go for it. Okay, so we have Slaughterhouse coming up this weekend on Saturday on Fight Plus. Have you thought about maybe making a Sunday afternoon show and calling it Laughter House? Just chopping the s <laughs> off and having all the wrestlers do their tightest five, and maybe you can lead the you know. Get yourself comfortable in front of the public speaking audience. What Jeremy's giving me the nodding of the head. He doesn't like it. Well, I think I'm going to get Selena to beat you up. I, <laughs> I think it's a brilliant show for you and maybe your mother to do together. But to me, <laughs> m- no. <laughs> if you ever see Joel Pearl, will you just punch, slap him, punch him, kick him? I. Th- th- one of the things we do is I try to get wrestlers to beat up Joel because he asks questions like that. So you might be able to join that list as well. I, of, of I mean, if I hit him, he might like it. <laughs> no, I'm not. I'm sorry. Not, not one of those. I'm sorry. Listen, no shade to those who, who are into that. Not my thing. No. I'd rather sit down I, and ask questions about like Jewish life and all that stuff. But that's another conversation for another time, I think. I've seen the comments with... Uh, you and your best friend of me, Alicia Toot, and as Joel is not one of those people, but I've seen the comments from people <laughs> who are those people, and blessed that you, you, uh, uh, I don't know if you acknowledge them, but I'm sure you see them as well, and that's a that's a different fan base. Now, yeah, for sure, I have a very like varied amount of guys that are into different <laughs> things, but you know, what can I say? That that kind of comes with the job. <laughs> <laughs> Um, you're working with, uh, you're cornering, managing Rocky Romero this weekend. What's it been like working with Rocky, who seems to know everyone in every single promotion, and he's the true forbidden door, I feel like. Well, I've actually never met him in person. We've only talked over the phone. We've emailed. Um, I'm very excited because, in my opinion, he is the next big thing in wrestling. And he's already been making moves, so I figured, you know, he is making moves. He is an excellent wrestler, so I, I should put him by my side, and we're going to collect that gold. I have no doubt of that. Oh, uh, sorry, I'm another person dealing with something else. One sec. Okay, apologies, Joe. Um, working, we we just brought her up, Alicia Toots. Uh, 
how is the relationship right now with Alicia? And what do you guys are you guys still working on anything? Um, we're still good. We're still frenemies. We'll never be friends, but you know, we have that weird relationship that fluctuates. Some days are better, some days are not so good. But we still talk, we're still friends. Um, we just had to pause everything that we were doing because she got busy with her music stuff and now she's doing stuff with her YouTube channel. So she got really into that. And I think she's traveling the world and living her best life. And me, well, I got MLW now and I've been working with a promotion. I'm not a promotion, sorry, a production company called Flying Peanut Productions. And I've been working on a reality TV series. I just produced Rockville a few months ago. And uh, just like taking on different projects. I went to school for film because I wanted to be a producer. I wanted to run shows. You know, my goal wasn't always to be on YouTube doing crazy stuff. So that's kind of, you know, I think it was time for me to just go back to my career path. It's been a little while since you stepped into the ring as a performer, uh, as an active competitor, I should say. Do you have any aspirations to get back into the physical side of wrestling? Actually, I have no aspirations of getting back in the ring. I thought I wanted that. And for the longest time, I tried it and I would, ha I would have my, you know, what's, I call wrestling my toxic boyfriend. Like we break up and then we come back together and then like we are never good for each other. So I feel like that's what's happening with me as a professional wrestler because I've gotten injured several times. And the last time I had a concussion and for those of, I mean, there are very, very little people amount of people actually know me but I care about my brain like the most I love my brain so when I realized that from a concussion I could lose my memory or <laughs> or worse you know like I, I realized this is not for me this is not a job that uh, it's worth risking my life for I'd rather just manage run the show and it's still relevant you know We'd much rather have you healthy and safe. And it's good that you're, you're taking care of yourself in that manner as well. Um, I got to ask about reality television now. If you can't give me any details on what this reality TV is, uh, television show is about, can you name me some of your favorite reality TV shows? Uh, I can do both. I can tell you okay. a little bit about it because I'm part owner of one of the reality TV shows. So it's kind of up to me. But it's a show about a show. So it's another company that... Um, they were producing a reality TV show, and it was just complete garbage, like baffling how horrible these producers filmed this, like the way that they store the content. It was just horrible. So we decided to make a show about how horrible their show is. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's our reality show, and that, that should be coming out pretty soon. I'll be, I'll be dropping the sizzle, and just little by little, I'll, I'll share that one with everybody. But um, I also did a show on Fox that's also been, they already put it out, the trailer. And it's a show about different type of nerds. And we're competing in like trivia quizzes. So I was the wrestling nerd, I guess. <laughs> well, they actually brought me in as a producer nerd. So they questioned me about celebrities and TV shows. And it's a, it's a fun game. And uh, yeah, I'm doing some other films that are not fully developed yet, but the concept is like mini people and 
extraterrestrials. <laughs> um, did some fun stuff. I did some movies over the summer. So you'll, you'll see. I, I have a lot of projects, so I, I don't want to, you know, take the whole time to talk about that. But surely enough, you will find about that pretty soon. What are some of your favorite reality shows, Selena? Um, there's a there's a show about a show that I like that's not a reality show, but that's called Unreal. And that's about okay. like shows like The Bachelor. And that was one of my inspirations for the show that we just created. I Reality TV, I would say that I love dating shows because they're so chaotic and like, everybody oh, is yeah. always so pathetic. It's my favorite thing. <laughs> um, <laughs> like Love is Blind. Yeah. First Sight. Um, trying to think. Oh, the ultimatum. That's super chaotic. Um, stuff like that. <laughs> okay, this is where we kick Joel off the show, and we just have a, a twenty-minute conversation about ultimatum and love is blind because <laughs> this is right up my alley. the The finale, I believe, drops today for the new season of Love Is Blind. These are some of the worst people in the world. It's hilarious. I love it. I haven't seen the most recent one. The last okay. one that the last one that I saw was Ultimatum um, LGBTQ, I think it was, or yeah. Pride. I can't remember what it was called. But that one was such a mess. I remember this one girl named Aussie, that she was like like stomping on the floor and crying out loud, and I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" Oh, <laughs> she is like a, a she was like forty five as well, and like wondering why you know no one was dealing with her and everything. I, I thought she was so mature at first, and then she just right. nope. She, she she showed why she has not been in like a long term <laughs> relationship throughout that show. Oh, this is this is right up my alley. I, I she was literally was, yes, yes. I mean, I think anybody who does the, these love shows <laughs> is a little unstable but look it's great television for for yeah. myself and my wife that we watch uh all right joel go i'll i'll get off the reality television well, you, you go wait until you see what i have to drop on you because everybody that i just filmed is completely out of their minds like i never seen such thing i've produced multiple shows and i've never seen something so bizarre i promise it's gonna be epic Oh, I'm I'm excited. I love the the bad reality. You know what I mean by bad reality television. Stuff. Yeah, yeah, like yeah. It's it's so it's so good. I I spend hours just watching this. Probably not the, <laughs> the best life choices, but that's okay. <laughs> I force my boyfriend to do the same, so I feel. Like <laughs> <laughs> oh, I respect that. The the wife never watched any of this stuff before she met me, and I'm like, you know oh, what? This you. is the stuff I like. Now she's completely <laughs> into it. She's like, yeah, we got trash to watch tonight. I was like, yes, we do. <laughs> I love it. I love it. I used to watch Big Brother religiously. I would watch the live feeds, okay? So I know. I've been there. I just, I gave it up after a while. I just, I couldn't anymore. It, it, it <laughs> You're became, not that toxic. It, I, I, yeah, I couldn't because I would I would just go that route, and I can't. Anyway, <laughs> before we let you go, because you got a busy day, I know. Can you say nice things about the calling? What? You've offended her, Joel. Are you, you out know, of your mind? I, I kind of Are am. You're on a reality show right now. <laughs> <laughs> this, Joel, this is why people want to beat you up. I guess. This it. is why, right here. Well, listen, once in a while, we have moments of clarity and we think maybe that person isn't so bad or maybe there's something that we actually appreciate. I'm just giving Selena the chance, if she would so choose, to say something nice right. things. Okay, let me think. Um, that's it. There That's you it. go. 
that's okay. all that's I have awesome. to say about them. And honestly, <laughs> they send me one of these little cards. Like, I think it was supposed to be intimidating, but honestly, I just couldn't care less. It's equally <laughs> pathetic. It's more pathetic than the reality TV shows that we've been watching. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I wouldn't have done that. I don't think they know me. So I got to make myself known. Selena is allegedly, I don't want to get, get anybody in trouble, allegedly putting people in bags and getting them, you know, tossed around and stuff here, Joel. She's not messing with these calling people. All allegations, by the way. Of course. I mean, and look at what happened to Cesar. <laughs> That's right. Well, Cesar allegedly say what happened to Cesar, allegedly what happened to Microman. Like, he ain't worried about the calling, Joel. Well, the Microman thing, I was very clear about. That was me. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm trying not to get you in too much trouble here, but look, I respect that you you just so you good. Out, so. <laughs> when you have money, you don't get in trouble. <laughs> well, you won't be in trouble if you catch MLW Slaughterhouse this Saturday, October 14th, live on Fight Plus. Or if you're in Philadelphia near the 2300 Arena, you can go catch the show there. Selena De La Renta will be there. All the stars will be there. We interviewed Alex Kane on Wednesday. Alex oh. Kane is now facing filthy Tom Lawler because uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. unfortunately had to pull out due to some, some health reasons. But regardless, Selena, before we get you out of here, is there anything you want to plug? Um, nothing but MLW. I want to see everybody at Slaughterhouse tomorrow, October 14th. The Bruja is back. There you go. Easy as that. Go follow Selena on socials. Go keep track of what she's up to. Selena De La Renta, we appreciate you. Thank you so much for joining us this morning. Yeah, thank you, guys. This was awesome. Thank I you, appreciate Selena. your time. Thank you. Have a good one. You too. All right. What a... Uh, oh, there we go. Okay. We, we, all, we all clicked off at the same time. And we're back. <laughs> a good chat. There we go. That's the way you kick off your mornings uh, with Selena De La Renta and then Alex Kane on Wednesday. Everything literally changed after our interview with Alex Kane on Wednesday. I'm glad, I'm glad Alex Kane just only had that. By the way, best wishes to, to Davey Boy Smith Jr. Yes. I don't know if you saw, but he underwent emergency surgery, uh, appendicitis, and diverticulitis. He had part of his colon removed. So pretty good reason to uh, miss the event tomorrow. But uh, I'm glad Alex Kane didn't say too much outside of David Boy Smith Jr. is going to fail because that match is off now. Tom Waller is in, which is still a great match. Tom Waller rules, so that should be very good. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Like you said, it was I was looking forward to the Davey Boy Smith match, but now this is a really cool opportunity to uh, to catch a really, really fun match between Alex Kane and uh, and uh, Filthy Tom Waller. So go, go watch that. Go check out MLW Slaughterhouse this Saturday. That's tomorrow night if you're watching us live uh, on Fight Plus. Or if you're in Philly, go watch the show. Uh, thanks again to, to MLW and to Selena and to Alex Kane because that was fun. Really, it brings my day up when we get to have these chats. MVP oh, and you've got to watch the product. Yeah, you've got to watch the product. I literally do a show every Tuesday talking about trash reality television. Uh, I know I tell people don't follow me on Twitter, uh, and you still shouldn't do that. But I, I tweet sometimes about trash reality television. Uh, uh, every Tuesday, FMC, watch that show. Myself and SP3. We talk a lot about basketball, but also reality television. Uh, sh the great Cher Delaware joins us on our show to talk about trash reality as well. Uh, a very funny moment as you're saying, don't follow me on Twitter. And Selena De La Renta is like, what's Jeremy's Twitter? Oh, <laughs> <laughs> she did it publicly. So I'm not like saying shit out of school here. <laughs> okay. Okay. Uh, just very funny. So yeah, nobody follow me on Twitter. Don't do that. I don't want to do any of this. <laughs> Maybe she's just following you to tell people not to follow you. Yeah, that's fine. And Twitter's broken half the time nowadays anyway. So like, it's like, true. It's 1970 apparently, or maybe it's 2070. Yeah. I don't know. Just the, the tweets come up as 70. Anyway. Sure. 
sure. We got listen. We got plenty of stuff to talk about when it comes to Twitter. Uh, before we get into the the Tony Khan stuff and everything, uh, they did just release the final battle information. Did you see this? Oh. Final no, battle I'm doing this show, Joel. Well, you know, two two windows. Uh, ROH final. This is this is actually from the Observer. So, oh, okay. I, my bad. Uh, they're saying it appears to be the 29th of December. They're saying Hammerstein, and 1800 is the cap for uh, okay for that. So, if it happens, that's cool. Um, is that is that the night where all the titles change hand? I mean, it's AEW ROH final battle. All the titles are on. AEW talent so it's basically an AEW show plus athena will that show do under a million buys despite having mm-hmm. mjf and the elite and samoa joe and eddie kingston on it for the first time ever in AEW history i guess maybe a hundred thousand would be the correct comparison here or yeah hundred fifty thousand. what's the i mean how, do we know how we do. At one point, Tony was talking about how the Ring of Honor buys were. Yeah. Uh, do you remember what the number was about? Absolutely was? not. It's probably what the 30,000 buys. I, I feel know. like it's more than that. I feel like they do pretty. Let me look. ROH Final Battle 2022 uh, buys. Let's see what that did. Wasn't that the? Wasn't no? That was the first one under Tony. Yeah, that was the, the first one. 2022. So I was thinking about 2020 or whatever the show was that Kate went to when it was before the, the sale. Yeah, that had um that had Claudio and Cherico on it. So like that's kind of a big deal. At least yeah, that would pretty well. Yeah, you would think so. Um can't find buy rate information at all. Maybe somebody else can pull us up. Anyway, point is it's, uh, <laughs> it's supposedly happening at the end of December. That's a it's it's a curious okay. thing to do it. There we go. So the early estimate was over twenty five thousand for <laughs> that show. That was way lower than I thought I thought it would be. No, I remember Brandon Thurston at one point talking about like ten to thirty thousand as like some sort of buy oh. rate point. Not that ten okay. had been hit, or that I think it was more just like there the the metrics kind of spoke to those two. That, that being the scale for the numbers. Okay, so yeah, they can they can say that like oh, for the first time ever, MJF and the Elite on a show with under fifty thousand buys. Let's talk about it, I guess. He did it again uh, this morning, too. Well, let's, we should get the plugs out of the way, first of all. You should probably tell people to leave a thumbs up and to subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked. And on top of that, there you go. Get 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 it. Come on. Let's go. One. Yeah, there you go. Guys, get the thumbs up. And also, uh, get a super chat. Any any amount, get your question statement around the air and supports us here at Fightful Overbooked uh, and, and also gets our, our people paid because that's important. We like to pay our contributors and our, our people who appear on screen every single day on this channel, not named Jeremy, Joel, or Kate. Jeremy. Now you paid anything. Oh, I know the feeling. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so before we address one thing, let us uh, let me address something else. You know, people people saying toxic to Friday and stuff. This was a Jeff Bella driver suggestion that, of course, I was like, yeah, this sounds great. Here's why you don't expect it everybody don't expect it i'm not gonna deliver it so i'm gonna okay. go ahead and quell that right now god i thought you were about to pull off the sweater uh, okay no um <laughs> i'm not i'm not gonna deliver it because here's here's the thing some of the stuff i'm going to say today uh in relation to just a lot of stuff on twitter it's not going to feel very 
great. Like it's not going to hit the same, and I, I hope it hits in some way. It's not going to hit the same if I'm out here with electrical tape over my nipples. All right, so it's going to be very tough to take you. I, I think it's very tough to take me serious in the first place. Um, it's going to be very tough to take me serious if I was out there dressed like that. So I'm not going to do that today. Maybe at another point I will do it because I still like the idea. Um, I overall like Toxic Friday. It, it did kind of pop me. I have a differing opinion on toxicity personal wise than I did uh, a few days ago when it was all jokes and stuff. And I'll get into that here in, in a second. Um, I'll let Joel set everything up. And so, yeah, that, that's why you're not going to, sorry to let everybody, anybody down. I apologize. Uh, you know, maybe, Maybe Monday. I don't know. I'll feel good after Brian Danielson wins the title at Collision. I'll be at Collision tomorrow. If anybody's going to Collision, uh, don't be weird. I I will be wearing my 2022. If you if you would like to find me, 2022 Stanley Cup champion, Colorado Avalanche hat. Look for the guy. I'll be the only person wearing this hat. I'm sure. So if you see that hat, come come say hi. You heard it here first. If you find somebody wearing that hat. It's not Jeremy Lambert. It's actually someone else who listens to the show and was like, ha, I'll show him. I would actually. I hope he finds you or she. Who knows? That person. I hope they find you. Um, Yeah. First of all, that's cool. I'm glad that you're going to Collision because I know that uh, the last time Collision was nearby, it ended up being not the show you wanted to go to and you didn't. And, and, you know, life stuff. So this is nice that you're going to go. This asshole. Hey, man, I'm wearing a Ducks t-shirt today, so really, what do I have to do? I mean, that's fine. Like, I got no beef with the Ducks. Yet. <laughs> Listen, we interviewed Darren McCarty on this show. Like, So I, I, I want to talk about that real, real quickly. Um, you hear a lot of people. I had this conversation with my wife, but like you hear a lot of people talk about like, oh, I grew up a wrestling fan. Like, it's so cool to interview people like Steve Austin, who I grew up watching or chris jericho who i grew up watching like these guys it's just like it's that moment of like man if i could tell my younger self that like i'm gonna one day grow up and interview these people i'm like i don't feel like i've hit that i I haven't hit that moment with like a wrestler and we haven't interviewed like a ton of like older wrestlers it's been a lot of like current day wrestlers and like no offense to them i just don't have that i didn't grow up watching jordan oliver no offense to jordan oliver he you know he's younger than me so uh he's fantastic but you know i, I haven't hit that moment of like oh, i grew up watching this person this is great that moment to me was legitimately Darren mccarty like when he was on the show i was like man if i could tell my younger self that i'm gonna interview and like bond with Darren mccarty that would be the wildest thing and that was the moment for me so yeah Darren mccarty uh like uh, I don't want to curse too much. Uh, children might be watching the show. F the Red Wings. But uh, Darren McCarty was uh, very cool. And and it was cool that we were able to bond over this. All right. Set up the, the Tony Khan stuff. This week, two active decades-long rating streaks from two great legends were ended. With all due respects, until this week's head-to-head, AAW on TBS versus WWE on USA – Notice how he doesn't say NXT, by the way. Neither John Cena nor Undertaker had ever been on a WWE show with under 1 million total views and under 400K in the demo. Well, first of all, if, if he had taken John Cena out of the equation, then we could have said erroneous. 
because of that main event episode that the undertaker did in 2009 where he faced matt hardy but instead no he got it right and and also i so he tweets this out and, and people very much feel a certain way and then he very quickly said oh by the way jay white versus penta and samoa joe versus willie mack and mystico versus rocky romero and uh we got danielson versus christian cage for tnt title this is over rampage collision and next week's dynamite respectively um so very quick. next week's rampage too yes next week not, not, not yeah. next week yeah. is the mystico uh match versus rocky romero so <clears throat> it's for mexico's pound for pound crown is how he's uh, put it out there so there you go it became pretty apparent to those who are either terminally online or just social media um readers or, or just people who like who who understand engagement or just talk about engagement um it became pretty pretty obvious pretty quickly that Tony is almost engagement baiting people to getting to his account and getting him into people's algorithms to then promote the shows, which from a, from a business standpoint is like the best petty, funny thing you could do. But then you also have to think about the people who feel a certain way about like, I like AEW. I don't like what Tony's saying, but I also like these matches. So now I feel a certain way. And you and I talked about Wednesday, uh, on Wednesday show about feeling a certain way. And we haven't even like, no one's outside of MJF. No one's really addressed this officially from AEW, except for apparently an ongoing conversation that Tony's having with someone from a Jacksonville news outlet, Travis Akers. Did you hear about that? No. Apparently Travis, was it Travis Akers? Anyway, someone, he says, he claims that he's having a DM uh, back and forth with Tony about the anti-Semitic stuff going on. Regardless, not important. Um, yeah, so so well, this is what Tony's doing. He, he's, he's starting with engagement baits and then he's announcing matches. So people are feeling a certain way. How are you feeling? Well, it is important The if, if that conversation is actually happening and it's going to kind of lead me to a point. Here, I'm going to look it up, I'm, by the way, while you're talking. Okay. Um, I'm going to bring up MJF's tweet about, <clears throat> you know, what, what's going on with the, why they introduced the, the role of quarters on television and everything. And it, it, MJF just, he addressed that and he says, I am Jewish. I've gone through this. This is my life, my story. Uh, I look forward to giving catharsis to every single person who's ever been oppressed or bullied. If you think I'd play with that or take it lying down or worst of all, hide from a hard conversation like a coward, you're on crazy pills. I look forward to the hard conversation. This hard conversations, this starts and creates. I look forward to people being further educated. I respect that MJF wants to try to have hard conversations through a wrestling angle and that he wants to try to bring pro wrestling for. He says it like to anyone that thinks this can't be done through the avenue of professional wrestling. And that's an indictment on things that have happened in the sports past. I look forward to bringing the sport uh, into the present. I respect what he's trying to do here. I think one of the problems with what he's let, let's take away. Let, let's, I guess you can't take away the overall theme of this, which is anti-Semitism. Um, you just can't really take that away, but let's make it like big, big picture conversations here, whatever that is to you, big picture conversations and trying to do that through the Avenue of professional wrestling. It's a respectable cause. It's very tough to take seriously when it, Twitter is what it is. And yeah, Chi-Town Spurs 
basically sums it up of like the problem is the audience is not mature enough to handle this i wish it was but it is and that's very true and it, it comes to light very clearly when no offense to tony i i got no issue with what tony's doing it, some of it's funny to me but when tony is doing stuff like this it makes it very tough to be like oh hey what about this angle you're running on television let's have a real conversation about that it also makes it very tough when I see things, just everybody sees it on Twitter, on social media, but when it involves my friends and the shit they got to deal with on social media, it makes it very tough to be like, oh yeah, the people want these type of conversations in professional wrestling. They don't. They want to argue about ratings. They want to argue about whether it's television ratings or match ratings. This is the kind of stuff they want to do. They don't want to have... They, they don't want to have serious conversations. They don't want to be educated. They want to do petty things. And that's fine. Honestly, That if that's how people want to get, get their rocks off, then go for it. And some of it's funny to me. It's not funny to me when I get uh, serious allegations levied against my friends and I get my friends being attacked for no reasons. And Tony even mentioned death threats and stuff. Like, what the are we doing? What what are we doing? I'm trying to watch my language. Like, what are we doing with this stuff? So it's respectable that MJF wants to try to have these conversations and he wants to try to tell this story through pro wrestling and he wants to try to bring pro wrestling forward. That's great. Your boss ain't helping matters when he's doing stuff like this. A lot of people are not helping matters when they do the stuff that they do. And I don't think... I think MJF is going to do a good job with this, by the way. I truly do. I do. The problem is it's going to be forgotten in two seconds when somebody tweets something stupid and we all just move on with our lives and we care more about fake mug shots or Wednesday night ratings or Monday night ratings or telling people to telling people to off themselves and things like that. It's going to it's going to stop immediately we're not going to have these hard conversations because the platform you want to have this hard conversation through nobody wants to have that if mjf wants to come on our show i'll send an invite right now if mjf wants to come on our show and he wants to talk about this and he wants to explain himself and we we want to have a conversation one about the ongoing angle and two about his goal with the ongoing angle and wanting to have these conversations and three of why he thinks it's possible. Because I'd actually love to hear it. I'd love to hear why he thinks it is possible to have this conversation through professional wrestling. MJF's smart. He's online. He sees this stuff. He's probably gotten a lot of this stuff as well. I mean, he's gotten it in real life. I imagine he's gotten it on Twitter as well. Why he thinks it's possible to have these conversations through professional wrestling. I would like to know his reasoning. And maybe he'll make me understand. I believe he... I believe he thinks he can do this. And I respect that he wants to be able to do this. I think there are a lot of factors working against him. And I'm, I'm not sure it's possible. And I truly hate to say that. I wish it was possible. I really do wish it was possible that people want to sit down and have these conversations and can handle this stuff like mature adults. But look what his own boss is doing right now. And I don't have an issue with what Tony is doing, by the way. It pops me. I get like... 
headlines and articles out of it. We'll address the stuff that Tony is saying today. But when he's, you know, doing um, what's what's the show? curb your enthusiasm bits, like ah, that's funny to me. When he using the Roddy gif and everything, that stuff's funny to me. But this is the stuff that people want to talk about. This is the stuff that people want to either go one way or go the other way about. They don't want to go down the middle and try to see perspective and try to see experience and try to see just life in this type of way, unique life and have conversations about real world, kickers, real world stuff that's going on right now. Innocent lives that are being lost right now. They don't want to have those conversations. So I respect what MJF is is doing. I do. And, and Max, MJF, I, I don't know if you know that I exist. I know you know my boss exists. I know you know this website exists. If you want to come on this show and you want to talk about any of this, you are more than than welcome to do so. Joel, Joel is a, a fellow... Go ahead, Joel. Uh, no, I and that this is what I want to say is where you were going. Max, you haven't had this conversation with another Jew in the wrestling space. I would like to have that conversation with you, not to be argumentative, but at least to share some experiences and see where we're at here. Because I'm very interested in this chat. This isn't this isn't a cloud thing. This isn't an oh my god, I get to talk to MJF thing. This is very much a where's your head at and why shouldn't why should I feel any differently than I did on Wednesday when Jeremy and I talked about this? Or when literally everyone, like I heard so many people weigh in on this. I was very interested for obvious reasons. I was very interested as to how certain people felt. Some people dug in, some people didn't. I think most of the people I listened to are pretty even keeled when it comes to their, their uh, feelings about this. I want to hear from the horse's mouth. And I want to have a conversation with the horse as well. No offense, I'm not calling MJF a horse. I want to have the conversation with the guy who thinks that this is moving uh, the conversation about anti-Semitism forward and why it needs to happen in wrestling. There's, there's a certain modicum of truth to that. Don't get me wrong. Clearly, there are people who could you could stand to feel a different way about Jews who are also wrestling fans. There are those people. But is this where we want to do it? Is this how we want to do it? Is this what we want to do to make the point by just having the Jew wins in the end and everybody cheers? Well, not everyone's going to cheer. That's a whole other can of worms. And then there's, there's, there's a lot of sides to it. I'm very interested to hear what Max has to say. The one unfortunate reality, Jeremy, is that 99.9% of the time, Max is going to work too. And sometimes you're not going to get 100% authentic Max. That's that's a white whale for certain people. Uh, but you know what? Maybe, I don't know, maybe there is something there. Maybe he's willing to to have that conversation in his you know nuanced, balanced Twitter take kind of way like he did when he talked about doing the speech that he gave at... Uh, uh, at that conference on Thursday, I think it was. I think there would certainly be an aspect of that because even with this tweet, you know, he says all of this stuff and then he closes it with like, I'm going to knock Juice Robinson's seat down his throat and I'm going to get back the triple B. And it's like, okay, so it's still like a wrestling angle. We, we get it. it. It's still a wrestling angle. 
BetMGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at BetMGM. Simply download the BetMGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C. I don't know, man. After this last week, again, I respect what, what MJF is trying to do. Um, cause I, I do think truthfully, these are important conversations to have. I do think MJF will handle it very well. I do. I don't think he's going to try to make anybody look stupid. I definitely don't think he's going to try to make himself look dumb. I don't know how juice Robinson comes back from this though, of like, Hey, here's the guy who is basically an anti-Semite. Like, what are we doing after this? Um, I don't that's a story they're going to have to try to try to figure out. I just, in the scope of, of a wrestling angle, I just don't know if any of this stuff is necessary. And then again, when I look at social media, I look, you don't have to go very far. You just, his own boss is doing this stuff. And again, that's fine. I don't have any issue. We'll, we'll actually talk about that here in a second. I don't have any issue with that. But when you were trying to do a bigger picture story and when you were trying to be on a level that is above all of this, that nobody is on the level of the devil, uh, it doesn't help when it's almost undercutting that you want to try to do this. And then, hey, here's let's rally everybody against WWE and let's rally everybody to be AEW, AEW and take these shots and all of this stuff. And when I see, like, I don't like this website. This website sucks. Uh, they, they do terrible work for the most part. They steal a lot of work They're The it's run by an awful person, but it's also a website that is the most visited out there. And when the person who is running it is throwing allegations and going personal attacks on my friends, but this is the most visited website. This is the most interacted with uh, when it comes to the website. And shit. This is the website that people are getting their news from. Really tough to have these conversations when everybody is going here. Like, this is where I get all my wrestling news from. And the owner is out here off his damn rocker taking personal shots at my friends. And putting out allegations at my friends and fucking with my friends. Well, it's very tough to want to try to have these conversations when this is the majority of the wrestling fan base. Before we go back to the Tony stuff, um, I do I do see in the chat that there's a lot of conversation about like uh, I'm not, when people call it what aboutism, it immediately turns the conversation negative. But I do want to point out that um, you know people are talking about wh- what about having more black champions or what about just again the conversation about representation that is ongoing and that should continue to happen. Jeremy and I do not 
happen to be black. We're not Latino. We're not. We're we're two white guys with beards. I'm Ben Affleck, bitch. That's right. You white. You Ben Affleck. I get it. Uh, and I'm a Jew, so 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 I can only speak to my experiences. There are so many other uh, podcasts, conversations, whatever it is happening that continue to happen, and I think you should support and continue putting out there because it is an important conversation. Because representation is important in wrestling. Wrestling shouldn't be just a bunch of white people fighting. It should absolutely have an inclusion of various, you know, not just skills, but ethnicities and backgrounds and orientations and so on and so forth. So there's, um, there's opportunity there. So yeah, that, that we'll leave it at that. Uh, the going back to the conversation about the DMS. So I found it. It's awful. Announcing.com had a, a whole write up about it. So Travis Akers, who is, um, he's he's a wrestling fan but he's also just he's a he, he's a jacksonville guy he is a former veteran or i guess he is a veteran he's a former military guy um duval school board district seven candidate is what's in his twitter profile so the, but the guy has uh, you know almost one hundred eighty thousand followers and he he's an he's an aw fan and he basically said you know what's going on the anti-semitic uh story that had started on tuesday is not good and tk dm'd him and he sent the he, he screenshot it and he posted it uh with the before i get to the screenshots themselves it says this is how tony khan responded to my critiques of an anti-semitic storyline instead of addressing a legitimate concern he says it's not doing much good what that is we'll talk in a sec thousands of fans have expressed disappointment about the poorly timed angle this is not how you respond to them so what tony had said was in three messages said I got the point that you didn't like the angle on the second tweet, Travis. Two, message was received hours ago. Three, I don't think, quote, tweeting TMZ is doing much good. So obviously TMZ had released an article about this whole situation as well, and there was a lot of people jumping on that. So Travis then replied, how often do you slide into a fan's DMs to mock a legitimate critique? I love AEW. In my opinion, you have the greatest roster in the entire industry. I've been to over a dozen AEW shows, have friends in the company, promoted your brand extensively. If I recommend any, if I can recommend anything, it would be to just not acknowledge our legitimate concern, but address it head on, non-kayfabe, next week on Dynamite. Uh, so that's that's what he posted, Travis Akers did. And there's a whole follow-up. Apparently, Travis and Tony have been having an ongoing conversation, according to Travis, about the story itself. Why are we doing it publicly? I don't know. This is only what I can tell you from the various reporting that we have. I don't know if the Travis is going to ever say anything about it. I don't know if Tony is ever going to say anything about it. I, I thought about this the other day when MJF was sending out these tweets. And now I guess Tony is having these conversations. If you got to spend this much time defending the wrestling angle that you were doing, maybe it's not worth doing this wrestling angle. Like, and I know they've brought up race and religion in other angles and in forms before, you know, people want to point to Muhammad Hassan and look, that got squashed immediately. It shouldn't have been probably done in the first place, but they tried Jensen brought this up. Like they tried to introduce this man as a baby face. And then of course, wrestling being wrestling, they, they turned him into a heel. And then once they, did the terrible angle uh, the same day as the, the London bombings, they, they squashed it. They took that character off of television. We can, we can go back as far as recently. We, we can go back as far as recently. We can like use recent history here of Kofi Kingston 
they made allusions to, hey, you're B plus guy, you, you know, you you are where you're at and like why they was at where they, they didn't fully beat you over the head with it like they did in the Booker T angle. And of course, that was bad because Booker T didn't win in the end, but they made enough allusions to things with Kofi Kingston and the new day has brought this up, but it wasn't beat over the head. And there was no, I, I don't, there was, there was nothing out there to where it was like, they were making fun of, uh, and they, they weren't doing anything to like, again, really go in on Kofi. It was just like, yeah, you know, you're a minority. This is just, where you're at like Vince said something similar to that and then Kofi won in the end which is good this is something with MJF that MJF has brought up with the with the quarters and now they are heavily pushing with the quarters and Juice Robinson they are they are beating you over the head with it and the MJF's gonna win in the end I assume he's gonna hit Juice with quarters and he's gonna overcome it's gonna be great but could you not just tell this story without being so one, the timing and the timing was never going to be good, but could you not just tell this story without being so obvious about it and just introducing the elements that you are introducing into it? You know, like why isn't MJF just overcoming just the story in and above itself. Why do you have to go with these certain elements? And now Juice is going to be labeled an anti-Semite on TV for the rest of eternity. You said it. You said it. How do you introduce this and how do you walk it back now that it's become, regardless of the, oh, he's been using the quarters forever or, oh, it's an old English technique. Well, guess what? It just became something different. So you got to find a way to, uh, to walk it back or figure it out. The fact that I saw some people brought this up, like, it didn't have MJF on the role of quarters. Didn't have Max. It had Friedman. Like. That's the problem. Thank you. MJF would have taken a lot of people's concern. It would have been one less thing. You put Friedman on it. He doesn't go by Maxwell Jacob Friedman every time he does a promo. That was part of it. That was a big part of it. I'm glad you said that. Thank you. I I don't want to take credit for like being the person who yeah, noticed that or whatever. But it's out there. But you're right. Yeah. It's out there. But but on this show, you have said it, and and that is that is something that had to be done. That is something that had to be brought up. And I'm glad that you did because I'd been thinking about whether or not when to say it and wh- what to say about it. But yes, that's exactly it. Very strange. Just doesn't look good, and it it throws Juice under the bus a little bit. So I hope they got a real real good plan for Juice. They're going to turn him. Oh God! They're going to turn him into a rabbi. Uh, they're going to convert him. They're going to. He's going to see the error of his ways. Everyone's going to be rah rah. Oh my God! It's happening. There we go. They're going to be dancing in the street. He's going to do traditional uh, rikud, which is Israeli dancing in the street in the rain. Anyway, someone, uh, someone in the chat. It's actually Jeff Valley Driver made a really good point that uh, about about um, audiences maturing over time says, I will say this, give some wrestling fans a chance to grow. Ten years ago, you would not have seen people cheering Anthony Bowens for being gay. That is a very good point. That is something that is worth considering. Um, Like you, Jeremy, I'm still a little bit cynical about this. Uh, And you know what? Maybe this would have been different had there not been, you know, war 
in the Middle East right now as as it starts, as they start the storyline uh, progression. So that's the big thing. Going back to Tony, actually, no, we're not. Uh, Chi-Town Spurs sent a super chat, said, I trust MJF to tell the story. I do not trust wrestling fans and media to interpret it correctly. That is the point. Absolutely, yes. Yeah, I, I do trust MJF. Like, I do. Again, I respect that he wants to try to to do this. And I hope, I truly do hope it works. I'd much rather be talking about things like that in a, in a good wrestling angle than being a little cynical and having the thought of where it's actually going to go on this thing because of not, not even like full on wrestling history, just present day of what is happening in wrestling and online and stuff. So, but you know, hopefully, hopefully, hopefully MJF is able to just, hopefully MJF accomplishes what, what he wants to accomplish. I do think that like him, it's his story to tell. He said that, right? Like, that's great. It's his story to tell. He's one person. There's a lot of people and Joel, you're, you're one of them. There's a, there's a lot of Jewish people who maybe don't want this story to be told in this way. And that's cool. He wants it told this way. He wants to try to have these conversations. He's, he's one person who grew up like this. And I imagine a lot of people grew up like this. Um, and, you know, go ahead, Joel. He's positioning himself to be the, the superhero, the Jewish superhero, which, again, representation-wise, I get it, but also is, you know, not... You don't speak, you're not speaking for everybody. You're trying to, and it's, it's noble to a certain degree, but not everyone wants that. Um, I just kept thinking he's the Hebrew hammer for anyone who does. There so many people will not get that reference. There's a movie from like 2003. It's called the Hebrew hammer. It's a very like on, on its head, Jewish hero shaft. Like it's, it's Jewish shaft except he's white and a Jew. Uh, go watch it. It's silly. It's stupid. Don't watch it with family because there are blowjob jokes. But uh, very funny, funny movie. Part of me thinks Max has watched Hebrew Hammer and thinks he's going to tell some of that story too. I just don't. And this is where it kind of is a, a little cynicism. I don't know if you can tell these stories through wrestling because you try to tell these stories through wrestling and it's respectable, but again, then you got your boss firing off these tweets, and then on the the same show, like you you got the, whether it's House of Black and and the the spooky stuff or just the the overall the overall generality of wrestling, right? Like you're you're trying to do this kind of stuff, and then on the same show, you just got the dumbest shit possible happening. Like it's. I don't know if it, it always works in that way. And I just don't know if wrestling is that platform because one, I think most times most people are going to leave lean negative and that's just sort of the world we almost live in nowadays. And two, like, yeah, the history of wrestling, I mean, MJF mentioned that is like, okay, just because the history, you know, I'm here to bring it to the, the future and the present like that seems like a good idea but then it there's stuff on the show that just kind of makes you like cringe and not be a fan of certain things and so it's it's tough like 
it, it really is. And again, I'd like to, I'd like to have the conversation with, with MJF about trying to, to do this and what his thought process is and why he thinks he is the person for this. Not only, not, not only like to, to tell the story, but again, to tell his story through, through wrestling and to, to feel that, I don't know if he feels he's speaking for everybody. This is something that I would like to, I would like, I would like to ask him, like, do you think you are speaking for everybody when you do this? Or are you just trying to tell your story? And why is this the way to tell your story? Do you recognize that like you're telling yours, but it's upsetting a lot of other people the way you are trying to tell this story. I, I want to know these answers and I don't know if like we're ever gonna, I don't know if we're ever going to talk to MJF. Again, I don't know how like uh, the, the juice stuff. I, I, I thought a lot about this of like, how do you rebound from that? Like what can be said of like, Oh juice, like he doesn't mean it. And like, why is he doing it then? If he doesn't, mean it like juice is a 30 whatever year old man Th- those kids who potentially who threw quarters at him maybe they didn't know what they were doing maybe they just raised shitty like i don't know on long island juice, most likely yes <laughs> yeah like juice seems old enough to understand what he is doing here and like is the the moral like hey when this happens stand up to to bullying and punch him in the face like I feel like we can accomplish that in, in different ways here. I feel like you accomplished that MJF just by being in the position that you're in. Like, I don't know if you need to do all of this to accomplish this whole thing, but fuck, maybe we're apologies. Uh, maybe we're overreacting to one segment and next week it'll all be explained and we'll have a completely different thoughts on all of this it's been a long week it's been not only like just what's going on in wrestling but again just the stuff you see on social media in terms of wrestling and the stuff you see in life like you you know you know better than than i do joel with the israeli uh palestinian war like innocent lives are being lost and everything children daycares are being bombed and stuff like fuck are we doing man the the former uh sorry what's his, what was his thing um mojo raleigh he just posted something I on Twitter, yeah and I, and I reposted it because i think it's something that everyone should read he talks about his background he is palestinian and his parents his family have ties not only to israel but also just to that region and it it that's what we're all after peace you know peace in a shitty shitty time and a shitty shitty situation that's really what we're all after. Everything else is noise. Um, th- three things. One, Jeremy, thank you for waiting one full hour until you dropped an F-bomb. That was very helpful. <laughs> uh, and also thank you because the, this, um, this, this, was, this was a great conversation to have. We're not done yet. We're still going. But this, I, thank you because I, I really do appreciate all of your thoughts and all of your, all of your comments here. Um, and three... I know next week is Bound for Glory week, and I'm going to try and pick up some Impact interviews for us. But let's let's try. Let's try for Max. Let's try for 15 minutes 
with we're not going to solve anything. We're not going to, you know, get anything. Let's let's try. We're not going to make any assurances. We're not going to promise you Maxwell Jacob Friedman or Max Friedman is going to be here. Let's try to get Max for a couple of minutes just to talk to him about it. I want to hear him talk to another Jew about it. We'll try. Nothing's nothing's uh, for certain. How's that? Yeah, I'd to. I'd love for him to to come on. He yeah. he knows our platform. Not this show. Nobody watches the show. But he knows of Fightful. I feel I'm cutting off. Okay. Am I, am I good? Yeah, yeah, you were good. You you were just yeah. You're good. All right. Yeah. He he knows of Fightful. He's online, and so you know if he, if this somehow gets back to him, he's welcome. To, to come on here and he wants to have discussions, he wants to educate. We ain't the biggest show in the world, that's for sure. But we're on a good platform, we're on a decently sized platform, especially if this runs on the main site and everything. So, like, he wants to try to educate. Then I'd, I'd love to talk to him. I'd love to have a conversation about this with him. And again, I think more than me, you are somebody who is very qualified to uh to have this conversation and have a lot of concerns that i think a lot of people have uh who are jewish so yeah and again i don't want to i don't want to talk for anybody and i don't want to be anybody's representative other than myself but i have a unique experience just like max has and uh, i want to see where he's coming from and i want to see if i can understand his a little better cuz i would love for him to understand mine a little bit better because we we have we have some shared experience but we're certainly far apart in terms of how this uh, this pro wrestling storyline of his wants to go but so we'll see and look we're all just one person we said this uh on wednesday my days are completely thrown off we said this on wednesday is like i'm your experience, your perspective, your opinion is yours. I know some people are not happy with it. I know some people are just like, oh, it's just wrestling. That's that's fine. Don't tell anybody else how to feel about this. Just don't. Especially other other Jewish people. Don't tell them how to feel about this. Listen to them. Just shut the fuck up. Exactly. Otherwise, you tell people to pull up their bootstraps, and then you get fired three months later for telling people to pull up their bootstraps. <laughs> He'll be back soon eventually. Uh, so, so Tony, let's let's just wrap up. Uh, this morning, I'm on the train coming home. Went to pick, drop off my kid at daycare. So I'm on the train coming home, and I see I see you tweeted. I do not have uh, notifications turned on for anybody in on Twitter. And nobody, because nobody's that important to me. But I came across this. Um, this weekend marks one year since the Mayo Clinic saved my mom's life. During her her ordeal, many AW talent came to me alleging. WWE tampering, including them to break their contracts. I'll never forget these phone calls at her side in the hospital. It's when business became personal for me. Then another tweet. This is nothing new. I mentioned it last year after she came home. It's relevant today because she checked in for surgery one year ago today. As I've mentioned several times since, Mayo Clinic are heroes, and thanks to them, her recovery will, from very grim outlook has been a miracle. First of all, it's a wonderful story knowing that Tony's mom is okay. We can all agree with that. We can all say that is, and he's told the story before. He went, he did it on a uh, on a pre-show uh, press conference call, and he talked all about it. And it's wonderful news to know that the Mayo Clinic took care of his mom, uh, effectively saved her life, as he says. Um, and then we get into the other side, which is the alleging of contract tampering, saying some of his wrestlers came and said WWE contact him. And then he says that's when business became personal for me. 
And this morning I was like, uh, okay. And I posted in circles because I do that. I keep a tight shit. I said, all right, Tony just announced the matches. And what does he do? Sky Blue versus Emi Sakura tonight on AEW Rampage. Which yeah, like, that was already announced, though. But it, he's just promoting. He's promoting. And he goes to promoter mode, and he promotes Christian Gage versus Brian Danielson for the TNT title on Collision. Again, um, telling stories, getting personal. And he also quotes, sorry, he quote tweeted his thing and said, not that I should be surprised, but the same WWE avatar accounts that spam me every day, no matter what I say or what it's about, now turning their wrath to mom recovering from a near-death experience is why I straight hate these people to the bottom of my heart with all my soul. It's clearly very personal for Tony. Um. Which also makes the promoter side of things a little bit stranger afterwards. Uh, but yeah, there's this is where it got a little stranger is doing this. Th- again, my mom is great. My mom is alive thanks to the Mayo Clinic. And then he, can, then he brings business right into it. It's like sharp left and here we go. What were your thoughts seeing this? And you clearly you had to write articles about it afterwards. So uh, yeah, what happened? So... You mentioned it. This is nothing new. Um, It was the ROH, I think it was Final Battle, uh, media call last year because there was the big story about William Regal and him wanting out and everything. And he told all, and I went back and I I reread all those comments to to link back to the, the article that I wrote today about it. It's nothing new. And everything. It's not new. I should I shouldn't say it's nothing new. It's not new information. It's kind of new that like this is when it I guess became personal for him. He never really made that as clear. He's talked about the contract tampering before. He's definitely talked about Regal um and Regal and why uh why Regal was leaving the timing of everything. He's he's gone very in-depth about that before i don't i don't know with, with tony's tweets i don't know if he's trying to justify everything he's been doing this week he's just he's feeling some type of way and that's fine but again this is why like i don't think people are ready to have important conversations about stuff because he said it himself hey these wwe avatars are still like being shitty people are still being like, you shouldn't be using your mom to, you know, gain this sympathy type of thing. And then people are at Regal uh, because of like, oh, Regal used the situation to get out of his WWE contract. It's like, nobody really knows what's happening uh, about this. Like, if you ask Tony, that's his side of the thing. If you If you ask Triple H, we'll say, they're going to tell you like, Hey, we didn't know anything about, we didn't, we didn't know anything about, uh, Tony's mom. We had a new regime changed. We called people to see when their contracts were up. They gave us a date and then we moved on, on it. And that's it. Like it's a, he said, he said type of thing. People are going to feel how they feel about it. As, as far as Tony's tweets, about today i don't know man i'm honestly i'm i'm exhausted by it that that's what i can say about it is i'm exhausted about tony has the right to feel how he feels about this stuff i thought the i thought the tweets this week they were funny like they 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 were 
fine, you're taking petty shots. This happened all the time in the Monday Night Wars, and nobody. It would have been, would have been a lot worse if social media was around and all this stuff is going on. Do you imagine? But again, all of this is, all all of this is where I. I wanted to bring up everything we brought up in the first hour, I guess half hour after Selena joined us, because this is why I don't think anybody's ready for any type of serious conversation. Just don't. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't have it. And I don't have it in me today. And this is why I'm not wearing nipple tape. I don't have it in me today to be just like jokey. And maybe when we do our SmackDown preview, I'll, I'll get some jokes off and stuff, but like, on this topic with everything, I don't have it in me. I'm exhausted. I'm very exhausted. Yeah, there has been a lot of conjecture and a lot of back and forth and just a lot of feelings about it. And it's, yeah, it's been a lot. Um, we'll pull up from Cyclops better than Logan over on twitch.tv slash Fightful Gaming, where I swear to God, we still go live every once in a while. I hate to say it, but using his mother's illness as a reason to dunk on WWE fans, or at least that's how it comes off. I wish someone close to him would take his phone away because he makes toxicity worse, in my opinion. Uh, and you know what? That is something that I've seen a few people say in terms of take his phone away and, you know, you're not helping. And you know what? Again, like Jeremy said, he's going to feel how he feels. He's going to tweet how he tweets. He doesn't have to go through anybody. You read the FIFA Select report. The The prevailing belief is that, he, he tweets. He doesn't go through PR. He doesn't have to. It's his business. It's his company. He owns it, runs it, 100% of the voting power, as he says. Um, that's it. Where were the Bucks on Tuesday, by the way? Where were they Chilling, on the show? Hibernating. <laughs> that was great. The, well, that's the, the first thing I can ever say I could beat Brian Danielson at in life. I could out-hibernate your ass, Brian Danielson. I could do it. Go read the article on Um, Yeah, man, it's been a lot this week and you know what it all wednesday onward tuesday night onward oh my god that really was just the beginning of the week wasn't it <sighs> it's a shame we don't have wrestling shows to talk about like i don't know how people feel in aw about tony's tweets and stuff like he's always been online it hasn't been to this level uh, for for a while now, um, but he's always been online. And again, I don't mind some of the stuff. Like, I think some of it's funny. Some of it he probably just shouldn't say. This particular story, he's kind of said before, but now it. Well, so so many things are timing. When he told the story in December of last year, nobody really said anything negative i mean i'm sure some people did but for the most part everyone was like hey you know good on tony for letting regal not renewing the option on regal's contract and letting him go and he was clearly dealing with a lot hope his mom is okay and now he basically tells the same story but because they just lost a ratings war it is put in a completely different light and perspective and because he's using Twitter as the platform and not a media call where somebody like me is transcribing and trying to give context and you can read or listen to everything in detail because you only have a 150 character type of thing. I know there's more now and Tony's got the blue check, so uh, it, can, it can go way over. 
But because you only have so many characters, you're not going to be able to give the full context of everything. And again, the timing of it just ain't great because people just think, especially when your last tweet that was a shot was Undertaker and John Cena under a million views. It just, it just looks like you're coming off bitter with this stuff. And I think that's where people think like, oh, Tony is now using his mom's health to talk about a wrestling war type of thing. I'm sure Tony was was going through a lot during that. And I'm sure he didn't like having these phone calls with Regal and whoever else was coming to him with contract tampering allegations. And he probably did take that personal. Did the other side know he was going through that? I don't know. If they did, timing's not good. Probably shouldn't happen then. He probably should take it personal if they did know that. And it's like, hey, let's go to these people now when Tony's going through all of this. If they didn't, it's poor timing on their part. But we're not going to know the truth of that because nobody's going to give you, they're going to give you their side. And their side, what's the saying? There's one side, two sides. The truth is in the middle on it. And that's where it's going to be. So I don't know, man, this, this is, it's all very exhausting. It's all, it sucks. I I will say, I'll say that right. I had a, not conversation, but I was talking to the wife this morning. Every, every morning I wake up, I, I make my coffee and then I go back to, to my office and I tell my wife, I said, let's see how much stupidity today brings. That's what I tell her every morning before I go into the office. Some days it ain't too stupid. Other days it gets very stupid. And today I said the same thing. And she's like, what are you thinking today? I say, I don't know. I'm just, I'm over wrestling. And one of the kid, the kids are, uh, one of the kids just says like, but you love wrestling. And I'm just like, I don't know if I do right now there are certainly aspects of wrestling that i like i like watching the television shows for the most part some of it sucks but i you know i'm going to collision tomorrow i'm gonna have a great time at collision yes there are aspects of wrestling that i do like right now when it comes to the job portion of it as well not really a fan of it if i could log off and just be like huh this is all dumb I'm going elsewhere and I am going elsewhere today. After this show, I'm going to to do some, have some fun with my family. I ain't paying attention to any of this shit and I'm going to be present and I'm going to be in the moment. But for the most part, I'm locked into this job. I'm covering all the news. I'm covering all these tweets that he's sending at 11 o'clock at night and everything on top of everything else that I cover. I don't really like any of this. I don't really enjoy having to read any of this, having to cover any of this. I don't really enjoy having to to be online and seeing not only this stuff, but the again, the personal attacks at my friends and things like that. This is why I'm only online for the news portion of my job. But when personal attacks to my friends and the, all of this stuff bleeds over into the news portion, and then I got to do this show, which I love doing, but then I got to do this show and talk about it. I don't love any of that shit. So I'm very exhausted. I'm very tired, I'm old, and I'm covering a sport with a bunch of fucking children. Now take the sip. Take the sip. Vodka. (laughs) You have a muffin there? 
Nah, I don't think we have any muffins around the, here. The bit has been ruined. Speedpunk sends a super chat saying, speaking of wrestling on TV, I was scrolling Instagram last night. Billy opened up on Busted Open and said, NWA's gotten a TV deal. Who do you think it's with? So I saw this and we reported it over at Fightful.com. Uh, yeah, Billy Billy was on Busted Open and said we got it with a, a top 20 company. And I said to myself, Avon, Amway, where are we doing this? this nwa i don't know where it's gonna end up personally i gotta be honest i don't pay much attention to the nwa i watch I, i've said this before in other shows so i'm really i'm not talking out of school here i'm not saying anything new but uh when i watch their pay-per-views it's usually on the third screen while i'm doing three other things so i don't know if you have an idea of where it could go i don't think it's going to be on access i don't think it's going to be on access on on, on 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 fx either Honestly, it's like it's like the Roku channel for New Japan. So I don't know what's going to happen, but I don't expect much. I don't know with NWA, man. I, I don't know when they're going to be on. Is it still going to be on Tuesdays at six? It's, Billy talked about the two television deals and different kind of programming. Until more things get announced, I, I just think Billy is doing hype stuff because that's what he largely does so yeah. whatever bless yeah. them yeah ryan bless the nwa for trying they're bringing the headbangers in oh good for them i like the headbangers yeah, yeah. uh jeremy you know it might chew you up nipple tape <laughs> maybe i don't know oh my goodness actually you know what I, so you, you were talking about you know there hasn't been much wrestling on last night i do want to mention so i cover impact for the site and uh last night they treated us to a 30 minute main event between Frankie Kazarian and Edward Edwards in a two out of three falls match. Jeremy, I can't believe I'm about to say it. The match was actually really good. It was, it's worth going out of your way for. And it's not because of honestly, the reason why a lot of people were down on it is because the story has just dragged on, but Edwards and Kazarian are very good at what they do. Professionally yeah. Wrestling speaking. The the first they do killer impact. So the first match is a traditional match. Second match is a, is a submission match, and then the third fall is the last man standing. And they did a really good job with it. They paced it well. They told really good stories in the ring. This was the greatest finish to their story that they could have told. I do want to put that over because I thought it was a lot better than I had been giving Impact credit for when it came to this story. I I will watch it this weekend. Um, that's typically when I try to catch impact uh is during the weekend i don't because wrestling is on every other day of the week this week was an exception i try to not watch wrestling on thursday because it's the the one night where you know it's not i'm not present to have to cover a bunch of stuff but i i don't know if you need a 30 minute frankie kazarian eddie edwards match two out of three falls but um both men are very good right like they, they're very good professional wrestlers and sometimes that doesn't translate into a good wrestling match i watched their little gimmick where they fought in the killer kowalski thing and that was maddening but as far as an actual like wrestling yeah but like as far as like in ring they're both really good so i i have no doubt that that it was good so yeah go ahead if joel pearl's praising it it must be good i guess it, uh, so well, it's especially good because now they're not going to blow it off at Bound for Glory where they already have a stack card. They gave yeah. it an Impact main event, which was something that I had been wanting them to do. That's what I thought the Kowalski story was going to be. The, the, the gym, I thought that was going to be a blow off on an episode of Impact because it's a pre-tape. You don't have to subject your crowd to being captive audience. You could get away with it. Instead, that's not how they did it. So it's worth uh, it's worth going out of your way for. 
somebody mentioned um Kota Abushi contract news. So if you go to um it's it's HD subs on on Twitter, HD subs with two S. Uh he basically I can't watch the video right now. Uh and it might be in Japanese anyway, I'm not sure. Uh but the the long and part of it is just like he didn't want to sign a contract. There was a hardcore match, double ring cage, blood and guts. That's the day we signed the contract. We had a verbal agreement. I think that it's just, I could be wrong. Maybe if I watch the full video, I'll get better context of it. It seems like he's just talking about like he signed to do these dates, these matches type of things. He doesn't have the graphic. They never gave him the graphic. Uh, I feel like, um, you know, if they sign Kota Ibushi, they give him the graphic. That's a big enough name to where they ain't going to tier one him like Billy Starks and never, she's on television all the time, but hey, we never gave her the graphic type of thing. I think it's just, they signed a deal or they gave a verbal agreement to do however many matches. Um, and, you know, he's worked a, a couple of matches with them. So we'll see the next match he works whenever that happens. But I think that is the thing of, Kodobushi signed with AEW. I until he's on television weekly, I would not expect Kodobushi on television weekly. Yeah, in the in the uh interview, he's basically saying, I'm based in Japan, I will travel there for matches. But it, it was like I wanted a verbal agreement. I didn't want a signed, you know, I didn't want something signed, signed. So it's this is very Kodobushi as well, right? This is what Koda wants to be, much like Leo Rush. He just he wants to go and wrestle wherever he wants and not be tied down and be able to come and go as he pleases. And that's fine. You know what? If if you're a wrestler and that's how you want to get paid or that's how you want to, um, you know, do your business, then there's nothing wrong with it. So that's kind of how I'm reading into it. So, yeah, he says, I'm, I'm free to do that if I want to work in Japan. There are other things that make the contract even more flexible, like I could appear for another promotion. It just basically seems like he whatever contract he signed, it's because he got to sign a contract, but he's not like a, a full time type of, of thing. I wonder if he helped bridge the gleet AEW conversation. Yeah, maybe. Cause I know he worked some matches for gleet in July ish, July, August. And then we have Cutler and Colt going and working a gleet show coming up soon too. Yeah. That could be it as well. Again, like the terms of it are very seemingly clear that it ain't like a full-time deal. He's free to still do whatever the hell he wants to do. He says, you know, reduce the number of matches a bit more. If I go too many times, my activities in Japan will be limited. So reduce the number of matches. And when I said that, that is okay too. It's the best deal. So he signed some type of deal. Doesn't have the graphic though. There you go. Just like Billy Starks. Sign. No ground. Yeah. Billy Starks, based in Japan, <laughs> comes back for Ring of Honor once a week. Uh, probably not. Uh, this weekend, there is so much wrestling on. We got SmackDown tonight, Rampage tonight, uh, MLW uh, Slaughterhouse, and then Laughter House, which is the show that they didn't pick Stop up. Stop it. Selena's going to beat you up. Oh, it's going to be hilarious. <laughs> oh, God bless. Yeah, Slaughterhouse is happening uh, on Saturday. Royal Quest, I believe, is this weekend as well for New Japan uh, at the Copper Box in the UK. And Collision, of course, is Saturday night. Am I missing anything that's going on? 
Um, I don't think so. I'm sure, you know, there's a bunch of independent shows, I'm sure, this weekend as well. But those are the sort of the big ones, I guess. We're getting uh, Grizzled Young Vets at Royal Quest. They're teasing. They're certainly talking about it. They say, what is it, 1015? That's the, uh, that's October 15th, which is Sunday. So is that Eastern? Is that, yeah, there you go. Yeah, Royal Quest is at 12 p.m. Eastern, and they're they're teasing it. They're teasing it. I like G-I-Y. <laughs> Goo it yourself. <laughs> Jeff is saying, you said at the same time. Yeah, maybe maybe that's where it is. You think they're going to go to New Japan? You think that they have uh, some British aspirations to go back? Or is this just the first step on the way to potentially going to AEW? I, I think this is them just working kind of British dates right now maybe they're working rev pro you know this is a very rev pro heavy show as well rev pro kind of has a relationship with new japan and AEW, so i think it's more working british dates right now and then it might turn into hey let's work more for new japan hey let's work more let's work some AEW stuff let's work some american indie stuff but i think this is more rev pro than anything right now you know we've almost made it an entire week without eggman on the screen is that true? Yeah. Yeah. No, that's like a shame. A hour. We're about a half that's, hour away. That's a shame. Should I text them? Be like, Hey, <laughs> no, absolutely. Just, please don't, please don't ruin the streak. <laughs> you haven't showed up. You haven't showed up all week. Everything, everything good. As I said, man, like he said, he said nice things about us on, uh, on, on list goes on behind the paywall. So we got that. Always behind the paywall. Did he, what do you say? Oh, he said that if he, if, if he was someone who woke up early enough, he would love to have done a morning show, but then he put us over as hosts and said that we we have really good content and good conversations. So oh. they well, he uh, clearly doesn't actually watch. So that's good. Well, exactly. I mean, Andrew Zarian, for some reason, he watches this show. I don't know what that's about. It's it's very, very strange. Hello. Hi. Zarian, where are you at? Where are he's you at, in, Zarian? He's in the twilight zone. He's trying not to get, uh, n- not to run into problems. The conspiracies are after. Fair, fair. He has the link if he wants to join. He knows where to find us. He can hack the stream. Let's uh, let's talk about SmackDown. Uh, yeah, we can talk about SmackDown if you would like to do that. Unless there's something else that you'd like to get into before we head into there. No, not no, no. Talking about SmackDown is fine. I'm trying to sort out this Kotobushi situation with my team. That's all. Oh, okay. Uh, tell them uh, no, Kota is not signed. <laughs> but yes, Kota is also verbally signed, and there is no <laughs> graphic. And then uh, have them follow up with asking. Um, when RJ City's graphic will be uh, given to him. Okay, so just type that out. And then uh, Pretty Deadly are going to face the Brawling Brutes in their first match back since Elton Prince was injured. I'm excited to see the shake weight Pretty Deadly come back to to to, to beat up the Brawling Brutes, or is it going to be the Brutes beating up Pretty Deadly? What do you think? I think Joel Pearl. Oh, it doesn't matter what I think anymore. It is time to get into the Zarian zone. My God, it's happening. What is it? Where are you at? I'm at, I'm at one of my offices. Oh. <laughs> An undisclosed location. <laughs> An undisclosed location. Hold on. There might be paraphernalia okay. around here that you'll, you'll get in trouble for. <laughs> <laughs> so let me uh, let me move my camera around a little. Oh, there we go. <laughs> <laughs> I just 
look at the white. What's the, what's the thermostat set at? Yeah, what do we got here? Uh, in here? Oh no, no, yeah, that's yeah, that's, like the, right that's the safe. No, no, that's for the safe room. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. Wow, yeah, we're really yeah. into it. <laughs> yeah, that's for the safe room. <laughs> I thought it was a thermostat. <laughs> no, I had to come into the city today out of all days. It's uh yeah. It's gonna be a shit show here, boys. Very, very soon. I got about I got about an hour and a half to get out of here. <laughs> well, no, I was gonna say you, you got two options. One, you leave really, really early. Two, you stay until after sundown because then you'll be safe. Which is then I'll be safe you, after sundown. It's something you never say in New York. You'll be safe after sundown because it's Friday night. Uh because because both both religions have to have to uh go home. Well, no, the Jews will just have to one. go home. Just one. Well, so I, you, I'm not I'm not I'm not too worried about them. <laughs> They're not the ones that are worrying me today, okay? Fair. The the fighting in the streets. Well, that that <laughs> let, let them rumble, young man. Yeah. Yeah. We, we do we have any? Uh, do we have a conspiracy today? Uh, I don't have a conspiracy, unfortunately. I just wanted to call and and say hello and see how you were doing, see how you guys are doing. Uh, I didn't get a chance to call in today uh, earlier, but I I was listening and I said I got to call. I got to call these guys. I got to get on. I like how he says it's a phone call. Like we, we just have a call in show that call this number and, and you, <laughs> you know, I still speak show. in old timey terms a lot. I still <laughs> speak in old timey. Oh, uh, Joel, can you, can you, can you uh, fire up that reel? <laughs> let, let me VT, let me put it on VTR. Uh, yeah, and, yeah uh, I, got, I got a couple of carts here for the bits. Yeah. You want to cut that, uh, cut that film? <laughs> yeah, we're, um, we're cutting film right now in the back. That's right. This happened with uh, when we were setting up the MLW interview with Selena. His court is like, what number is she calling into? I was like, ah, oh, well, it's not quite anything like that. I was like, Dude, here's uh, the link want... that she could go to. Court's been I'll, give on you this great, show. I'll give you a great nightmare scenario. I'll give you a great nightmare scenario. So uh, this is like a couple of years ago. We kept getting uh, a Snickers ad, okay, for Mattman. And we would end up getting whoever the promotional person was promoting Snickers during WrestleMania. So it was Big Cass and Enzo one year. It was the New Day two years in a row. They didn't understand that we don't have a satellite hookup. Okay? And this was every time we went to interview them. We had to explain that we don't have a satellite hookup. There's no, like, login. They were, like, giving me weird numbers to log into. I, I guess this is pre, you know, pre the Zoom boom. Nobody was doing Zoom. It were, they were nightmares. And what I would end up doing is getting their video in, and then I would just have them call on speaker and it, do the interview on a speaker phone like 50 feet away from them. Woof. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. <sighs> Woof. Well, and then, and then like, I'm a, I'm a, I'm a PW torch guy. I like Wade and I like the, the, what he does, but he's still using like block talk radio and phone into the show. And I'm like, I'm Canadian. I'm not spending North American. Like I'm not spending long distance money to call your show. So like, I'll listen to the, to the afterwards. And he's like, I love AM radio. I like the old school effect of AM. And I'm like, wait, yeah. please. <laughs> and half the time. Oh, listen, like, I grew up, that's what I grew up on. I grew up on radio and you know, it, it was even, even when I started like the podcasting thing, uh, nobody was doing like, con like radio consoles and like all that stuff. Like I, I, you know, I always like radio. So I went, I went out, out about it the wrong way. Uh, and then now I realize you could do this with like a $50 webcam and a, and a, and a USB mic. And it doesn't really even matter what kind of hardware you have. Yeah, as long as the sound works and it doesn't sound awful, you're good. The the photo you can use a 
filter on Instagram. Soraya taught us all about that when she was Twitch streaming. <laughs> not a shot. That's that's her thing. That's, I'm not talking out of school here. She's like, it's amazing what Instagram filters can do. So you don't have to put on makeup before you go on the show. And I'm like, wonderful. Now I know. You know, you know, talking about a conspiracy. You know, what if Hulk Hogan was right? What if he was supposed to be a Metallica? I think about that regularly. <laughs> no one else. Him, have you have you seen him do slap bass solo? Uh, he 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 did. A, he was in a music video for, I believe, his nephew. Did I'm you ever see of, that video? I'm thinking of the stand back video from the Slammies, where you oh. had like all the stars playing instruments. You had you had, you had uh, Macho Man on the trumpet. You had, I think, Jake the Snake was on saxophone. But then, and they're off to the side. And then you've got Hulk with this yellow Kramer bass. Oh, and he's doing the whole thing. Just doing the do, 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 do. and and the thing's not plugged in, but it's hilarious to watch because they're just they're going for it. That's what I think of. Fantastic, fantastic, oh, Jeremy. What are you doing this weekend? What have you been up to? I'm going to Collision on Saturday. Oh, nice. So, yeah, Brian Brian Danielson's going to win the AEW TNT title, so I'm very excited to see that. Samoa Joe is going to uh, destroy Will Hobbs. Um, I assume Tony's listening to me. I'm going to get a Ricky Starks match. I'm going to get a Daniel Garcia match. Um, Tony Storm, Athena, Eddie Kingston. I've asked for all matches involving all of these people. So I assume he listens to me and I will get all, all of these, all of my wishes. I think I think WBD needs to get serious about Tony and his tweets, and they need to make a series on on Max just based on the last week of tweets that he has. Each tweet is an episode. It is. It is. I'll call it tweet. Which one was your favorite one? Which one was your favorite one? The one that the one that he said the John Cena and Undertaker streak of never being in front of a million people is over, or just calling Hunter and Sean bald assholes. Which one was your favorite one? <laughs> Mine was legitimately when he's like, see you guys Tuesday. And somebody was just like, <laughs> I'm not watching. And he's like, then we won't see you on Tuesday. <laughs> that wild, was my favorite wild. one. <laughs> I, I love wild. how we, we, we addressed this at the top of the show after we spoke to Selena De La Renta. We were like, the, the first tweet with the, the numbers he was giving, we're like, you know what's funny is that the, if you took out John Cena – you could claim he was inaccurate because of the Undertaker appearing on main event that one time and having a match with Matt Hardy oh, yeah. in 2009, and like, and then he added John Cena. It's like, ah, he got the reach. <laughs> it's wild, wild. It's wild. It's fantastic you know, stuff. Hey, did you guys? I, I know, I know, we don't talk about wrestling ever on the show. Uh, did you guys see the report of Dave uh, in the Observer saying that uh, the 29th is uh, Hammerstein Ballroom? We did talk about it. Yeah, December 29th, they're talking about doing uh, AEW Final Battle, sorry, Ring of Honor Final Battle featuring all of the stars of AEW. Uh, that'll, be, that'll be a fun show. How much are tickets going to go for knowing that uh, you got MJF, you've got yeah. the Young well, Bucks, uh, the Hung Bucks, really, all three of them. Uh, you got Mimosa Joe. Athena's going to drop her title to Billy Starks that night. Like, wait, wait, come on. I, I'll definitely be there. It's my favorite venue to watch any kind of wrestling. I mean, out of everything that we have here in New York, I mean, it's obviously the Garden. The Garden is the best, but like a smaller arena, uh, definitely Hammerstein. But, you know, it, it's interesting because I was originally told that this was an AEW show in the tri-state, okay? I, I'll, I'll go into a little inside baseball here. 
because I why why do I do this? On, I don't do this on my show. You know, I don't drop these scoops on. I go on in the weeds and I drop it. Uh, and then Tony yells at me and tells me I don't want to listen to. Did I tell you the story? Oh, I no, didn't. No. I told no. Kate the story. I told Kate the story. Why would you do when, that? You talk to <laughs> when uh, I got a I got a text from Tony one time when uh, I think it was the first collision number that it they didn't have the number because it was like a long weekend, right? And I think I, I announced it on this show. And he goes, I don't want to listen to some podcast all in caps to get my numbers. What did we do? Wait a second. T- Tony Khan is messaging you? Yeah. This? yeah. So I I tweeted that. Because you, you were on the show. Yeah, you gave the numbers on this show. Yeah. And you know, nobody watches this show. But I, I tweeted it of like the the big clickbait engagement of like Andrew yeah. Zarian gave it, 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 it baited him. <laughs> oh, it did because it, it ended yeah. up on Reddit and everything. And so he messaged. That's hilarious. I That's gave hilarious. it to him. I was like, uh, he's like, yeah, I normally get, you know, I'm like, I'm like, yeah, here you go. Um, you should have told him, you should have told him like, here's the link. Watch the show. Like, here's the and then he would have seen, then he would have seen me. He's like, I definitely ain't watching this shit. So I heard Hammerstein initially. Right. And then Mike Johnson put out that story. I think it was PW insider that they're running the 30th. And then I was sold a whole different arena, not in New York City. Was it in the inferior state attached to it? No, no, God, no. That doesn't oh. mean I, I wouldn't even I wouldn't even address that as a as a New York event. Fair. Maybe they're going a little east, you know? Yeah, do a show. Maybe they're going Kitchen. a little east. Hell's Kitchen is not east of New York City. I know, I know, I know, I know the geography. You know, you know, Joel. I, I mean, is 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 Saskatchewan east of 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 Toronto? No, it is west. No, yes. I know my Canadian provinces. I know my Canadian towns. Do you? Yeah, I, I learned everything about Canada from wrestling. That's about it. <laughs> no, that sounds about right for us. Yeah, that sounds about right for all of us in this room, uh, including you, Joel. Shockingly, yeah, no, that's true. Wrestling taught me most of what but, I you know, you know, Kevin Owens. No, I'm very. Like, yeah. Kevin Owens is like, I learned English by listening to Jr. And I'm like, I'm sorry to hear that, but <laughs> honestly, so many people can like attest to you. Like, we learned, yeah. we learned the big words. We learned solar plexus and things like that from Jr. Solar plexus. That's a, that's a very important word for an ESL student to know. That's right. You never yeah. know when you're going to need it. Yeah, yeah my, my, I mean, I, my English was my third language. Fourth, no, third, yeah, third language. So for me, like, I learned from uh, Vince McMahon on commentary, uh, Sesame Street and Mr. Rogers. That was my English. That is such a so, weird, problematic thing. You spoke and General of- Hospital. General uh, Hospital. My grandmother used to watch that all day long. So, so basically, you learned... Uh, you spoke like the count. You said what a maneuver a lot. Yeah. And what was the other one? The, the, the Sesame General Street. Hospital, uh, Mr. Hospital? Rogers. Uh, General, General Hospital, Hospital, Mr. Rogers. Yeah. Okay. So you were, and, and you weren't a complete asshole. So we got that going. Yeah. But then you were say, because you watched General Hospital. I was going to say it was the first like English words out of your mouth. What a maneuver. Nah, what a maneuver. Uh, what was my first English? <laughs> I think it was ball. 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 All right, that's I couldn't right. say yesterday for years. I used to say yes today because my brain just couldn't process it. 
And then one day some kids like, you know, you're saying it wrong. I'm like, what do you mean? And I realized that because my mother has an accent and everybody around me had an accent. I just didn't th- even know that there was an R in that word. I fear how my child will grow up learning in the English language with me. around. <laughs> Bad enough. Everything anyway, uh, not important. Not important. Yeah. Uh, so I don't. I don't know. I. I wanted to. You know. Since since I'm on here, I. I, I wanted to say I don't know if it's the Hammerstein or it's going to be another uh, venue in the um, um, the most magical place on on Earth. Disney. No, no, no. The other one. Universal Studios. No, no, no. The other one. Long Six Island over Texas. Long Island, the most magical place on earth. Oh, all right. But I don't know. I have no idea. Now I'm now I'm very confused about all of it. I mean, here's my big problem: is that they're doing it at the at the end of December, and that is Jeremy and I talked about it. It's such a a dead zone in terms of like events. Normally, it's the first two weeks of December, and then cut it off. But well, if you're doing, I mean, but if you're doing the Hammerstein, you know, you, you're guaranteed to sell out. That are building. you? Are you? Yeah. Eighteen hundred tickets, but who knows what the prices are going to? It's look not eighteen hundred. Like. It's not eighteen hundred. Yeah, okay, fine. So if the reporting's off, I think it's like it's like it's like, who said who said eighteen? Dave in the newsletter said about eighteen. I I don't know anybody. I mean, Brett Lauderdale almost got eighteen, but he was over capacity in that building. I again, my my general feeling is running that close between Christmas and New Year. I guess for some people, it's going to be I'll buy you tickets for Christmas or for the holidays, and then we'll, well go. WWE's running an event. WWE's running an event they, annually. They do the Boxing Day show, the twenty sixth, and WWE is yeah. running on the 29th anyway. That's like every year they do it. Um, but yeah, that's 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 their thing. They always do MSG on the uh, the day after Christmas. Look at you with your with your propaganda Boxing Day. You heard that, yeah. Jeremy? He's pushing his propaganda on us. I don't us. even know what Boxing Day is. What? It's, it's, a day, like it's the day that you throw out all your all your boxes. Oh, <laughs> it's fair. the day when all the boxing matches would happen in the UK. Yeah, that's what oh. it was. Yeah, totally right. that. Uh, sure. No, I'm telling you. That that's one. what I assumed it was. It was about boxing. You guys excited for Logan Paul and Dylan Danis? I mean, this Dylan Dan is fucking sliced open Logan Paul after that. He threw a microphone at oh. him. God, that was something else. All right, Zarian, we got we have 15 minutes left. We still unfortunately had a preview SmackDown. So All give, right, give you us guys go. one. Give us one. Yeah, we'll leave. Here we go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and then he goes and then he left i was trying to hand the show over to him <laughs> i thought it was gonna be all him <laughs> that, was, uh, that was probably one of the best interactions we've ever had with andrew zarian <laughs> uh, anyway uh yeah pretty deadly are back they're gonna take on the brawling brutes tonight i mean sure good sure. for them <laughs> send us money by the way we'll talk about whatever you want i'm out of this place he's <laughs> i don't blame you andrews area i'm going going to a, a pumpkin patch after this that's what we're gonna do it's the great pumpkin charlie brown watch that last night yeah actually instead of watching wrestling yeah we watched the great pumpkin charlie brown fair i would do that too mm-hmm. um is tonight the tonight's the season premiere isn't it or yeah. is that next week that's this week it's tonight yeah Good for us. Look at Triple that. Triple H is going to be there. What do you think Triple H is going to say? He's oh. making a special appearance, but no. What What are they saying? Nothing else other than makes a special appearance. Maybe he's going to announce that Roman Reigns will defend his 
WWE World Heavyweight Championship at Crown Jewel when we go back to the beautiful yada yada propaganda Riyadh, Saudi Arabia. Here's the Roman Reigns now. And he introduces Roman and then Roman says, who's going to face me? And then you know comes out, yeah! And we're off to the races. Do you think you think he take he takes any shots, Joel? I don't. I think he's just gonna let Tony do Tony. Maybe he'll make maybe he'll make an illusion like I'm gonna. I, I thought about bringing out all my guys tonight, but they're all busy tonight doing other stuff with their families or whatever. Like maybe he'll make like a. I thought about bringing out Sean and the under or Sean to give him a congratulatory award, but Sean didn't want that. I don't know. Maybe something like that. What what if he does like? It's weird being on a show with like ten thousand people in the arena. Don't see that anywhere else in wrestling. Gulp. What what, what if he says like ah, this show's watched by over a million people. Don't see that anywhere else. <laughs> you know what he should do? He should just take the mic and say. So, what do you guys want to suck in? Where are they at tonight? Where are they at? They're in like Oklahoma or something. Of course they are. Well, if they're they're in Oklahoma, then they're just going to bring out a JR doll and beat it up. They are. They're in in Tulsa. They're in Tulsa, Oklahoma tonight. Oh, yeah. No, they're going to bring out out a pinata JR and they're just going to beat it in the main event. Yeah, there's no real ties to like Oklahoma and Jacksonville. There's no like rivalry there. No, nope. so can't really can't really do much with that. I think he's gonna. I think he's gonna say something snarky. I do. Maybe I was gonna say something, but I'm not gonna say it now. Say it. Uh, he's gonna get down on his knees and be like, "Steph, please call me Steph. Steph, please call me back, Steph." That's not nice. See, that's why I said I wasn't going to do it. And then you peer pressured me. No, I'm only playing around. That's not Uh, nice, Joel. I'm never nice. San Antonio is where they're at next week. So Shawn Michaels has to come back and do a whole victory (laughs) lap. A literal. Oh, that's what Triple H comes out and does a literal victory lap. All right. That would actually be hilarious if he did that. Just no content. Just comes out immediately does it and then doesn't say any doesn't mention anything else just does the victory lap and then that's it you know, oh god if uh if if ever this was a time to have like the Bo Dallas character in WWE just to have him come out and do that victory lap not even say a word just Triple H in the ring opens his mouth and then out comes the Bo Dallas character does a lap around the ring runs up the stage and that's it and then Triple H just says what the hell was that <laughs> and that's it and then they just move past it you think he you think he does a, a fear for your life shot what do you mean like he you know he's praising all the fans and everything he's praising all the the hard workers backstage and then he's praising himself and everything's like i've been in a lot of tough situations throughout my career throughout my history i've never feared for my life but I've been in a lot of tough situations. Oh, oh boy. Uh, I don't think he does that. It yeah. would be it would be impressive and real petty. But again, this has been this has been the weird thing about this whole thing is that it, it was Tony versus the machine. Everything that was tweeted from the machine was just tweeted from the machine. And then Tony would 
fight back and and do something that was petty and funny and you know and and, and they push him but i don't know it, it i don't think i don't know maybe he will say something because here's the other thing too when when we talk about you know what are we going to talk about on our show we're like we'll talk about it here because you bring it up on socials people don't understand the context they don't understand us they don't get the the meaning behind it so the it's like a more personal you're watching us versus twitter where this stuff can just show up on your feeds or whatever like you're you're exposed to it so maybe maybe triple h does make a little joke and everyone has a good laugh and that's it i i think he makes a joke and then everyone is like oh triple h is so childish for this and then everyone's like oh tony had it coming so stupid Louie got it right here. Undertaker drives his motorcycle around, raises his fist and leaves. And then out comes Kid Rock, shoots some Bud Lights or something. <laughs> Take out the Kid Rock part because he's a piece of shit. But Undertaker comes out, does the lap and leaves. That's it. Is that okay? You know? okay. I didn't know if I froze. Sorry. No, no, you're good. You're here. All right. Okay. Um, yeah, the more Kid Rock can play, that'd be great. Honestly, <laughs> no, stop. now they got to bring back Roland. Yeah, they do actually. That's they got to bring back Roland. Yeah, yeah. When they when when Limp Biscuit came back, that was the best. Um, John Cena is going to be on the show. Do 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 do. Do you think people are going to be singing this song tonight, or are they going to be singing John Cena sucks? Do you think he takes a shot? He got he got he got criticized. Oh, under a million views. You know what? He'll be like, you know what? And the over million watching at home. He's going to say it. Yes, he will. Do you want to do this for you guys? And da, 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 da. and yeah, that, that would be it. What if, what if he says 2 million people watching, you can't see the viewership on the other channel. No, he's just <laughs> going to make allusions. He's just going to be like, the, the, you know, for the sold out X amount here in the, the building, and a million plus watching at home. And he's just going to say that maybe, Oh, that's what triple H is going to do. He's going to do the, for the mil, for the thousands in attendance and the over. Oh, if he goes, yeah. If he goes over 2 million. Yeah. He's going to be over 2 million watching at home. That's on brand too. That's, that's a sneaky, that's a sneaky good shot right there. Cause you know, he, he already does the thousands in attendance, millions watching at home type of thing that's a that's a sneaky good shot right if he there. comes out in jeans and the jacket triple h then nah, we he's know. going suit he's a suit now. well no, no no i get that but but if he comes out doing the jeans and jacket triple h then i feel like maybe we'll see Shawn michaels show up and they'll do a little dx laugh victory laugh. oh god don't just, want any of that. i don't want it either but that's just how i feel if we see if we see jacketed jacket and jeans triple h then we're going to get that. But if we get suited up, Paul, then he'll, he'll do the, let's get ready to suck it. What if with the, the numbers, what if we get Jade Cargill arriving and then triple H greets her hundred percent? Yes. And says, you know, millions of people are watching this show. Did you bring Shaq? They're going to take a shot, man. They are. And then everybody's going to react how they're going to react. And it's going to be even more exhausting and whatever. But be fine. It's, been, it's been a week. It's been a week. Uh, speaking of a week, the tag titles, they're doing an open challenge. Cody, like, hey, I'm going to be on SmackDown. You want to do a little open challenge? Yeet. 
And uh, who's who's going to take on uh, Cody? What teams do they have on this show? Well, two of them are facing off. I think it'll be yeah. LWO. I think it'll be LWO, and it'll mm. start off the Carlito Santos Escobar storyline. Mm. No, I think it might be Street Profits, honestly, and they fail. And then Bobby Lashley is very angry. Then what's he going to do? Beat them again? Solo and Roman. Roman ain't, ain't doing doing. What if it's Michael Cole? Michael Cole by himself just beats both their asses. Hey, hey, you giant <laughs> pussy ass pussy. Cody <laughs> Rose, you didn't answer my question on Monday, so I again. I'm pushing this Michael Cole agenda. He's gonna be it's gonna be stone cold Michael Cole before the end of, <laughs> of this whole situation here. Solo and Jimmy. See, maybe like I think if Tro- Triple H Cody's on this show, he's got to address the moments of last week they got away with it because they showed up at the end of the show right like they showed up they saved la Knight and john cena they all stood tall fine roman's on the show tonight roman's back roman returns they're doing an open challenge which i assume will mean mic time for cody and jay they gotta address some stuff there's been a lot of talking on this show. That's why all the advertisements are appearances, appearances, appearances. There's one match announced. I guess the open challenge is technically a match announcement, but yeah, there's a, there's been a lot of talking on this show. Roman's going to do a 30 minute segment on its own. He's got a lot to talk about. That man ain't been seen since like August. He's, he's got a lot of shit to catch up on. Thank God. Heyman has been keeping him in the loop. Otherwise Roman would just be there for 30 minutes. Just being told what's going on. This is where the WWE video packages come in handy. Roman can come out. And then Heyman can just be like, my tribal chief, wait a second, here. And then they play the five-minute video package. Mm. And then Roman's like, oh, so that's what I miss. And then he can start talking. That, you know what? Just play the video package while Roman's walking to the ring. Save us the 20 minutes. Now Roman's got to pay attention to the video package, though. He can't do both. He's got to be laser-focused on the ring and making sure everybody acknowledges him. He can't be oh. like... Paul Heyman carries two phones with him at all times. All he has to do is just put it in front of Roman. That's the problem. That's the problem with Paul Heyman is Paul Heyman is so much in this generation. He needs two phones. Let me take a picture of everything. Let me record everything. You know, oh, I got to see what's happening on this social media platform. What's going on on this social media platform? I got to watch this show. I got to watch this match. I got to watch this sporting event. Paul Heyman doesn't live in the moment like Roman Reigns. That's the problem with Paul Heyman. Joel, we need more people who are present and in the moment and are not on their phones 24-7 recording the concert. Take in the experience. You have to tweet about everything. Let me, let me take a picture of this food that I'm about to eat. Look how good this food is. Just eat the fucking food, okay? Roman is a man who sits down at the table, cuts his steak, probably doesn't use ketchup because he's a man. Yeah, but he's steak, also Vince's guy, so maybe he does use ketchup. Cuts his steak and just enjoys it. He just he savors it. He swirls his wine when he drinks. He smells it, all that shit, and he he just enjoys it. Paul Heyman, like all these other gin whatever. Paul Heyman is like, let me take a picture of my steak. Let me cut it. Oh look, I asked for a medium. It's cooked medium well. Don't like this. Gotta send it back. Just you enjoy the shit. Get off your damn phone. Everybody, everybody's doing this. Joel Heyman is representing of all of these people. Just enjoy what you're doing. So no, that's why Roman is not going to walk to the ring as the video package plays behind him 
because he's in the moment. He is present. He's walking to the ring. He's taken in the crowd. He wants to be acknowledged. He's saying, this is my building. This is my arena. He's watching this video package that's going on behind him. So finally, um, Taylor Swift is doing the era's uh, concerts, the, the concert theater experience. And uh, she's telling you, hey, take selfies and dance in the streets and take video of everything and, and be on your phones during this, this live presentation of my concerts. You still feel the same way that you just felt earlier? No comment. <laughs> let's plug the stuff. Let's get on out of here. This was a, a very different show because there wasn't much wrestling to talk about, but there's a lot of stuff between SmackDown, Rampage, Slaughterhouse, MLW this, uh, this, this Saturday. Royal Quest. So this weekend, Collision as well. You're going to be there. We'll talk about that, I'm sure, on Monday. And uh, hopefully we'll have some impact stars for uh, the, the rest of the week talking about Bound for Glory in Chicago next Saturday. But for now, yeah, a whole weekend of wrestling do. Jeremy, plug the stuff. I don't have anything to plug. Um, oh, okay. Fuck me then. What? So, no, okay. Fuck me then. Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> If you're, at, if you're going to Collision, I'll see. I'll hopefully see my pal uh, Chris Bordon. He's gonna be. He's gonna be there. He's gonna wear a Red Wings jersey. We're gonna get into a fight. Um, but if you're going to Collision, you can catch me in my 2022 Stanley Cup champion Colorado Avalanche hat. Say hi. Don't be weird. Just I'll take a picture if you want to do that. Maybe I don't know. I, I sign autographs. Five dollars. Five dollars for any autographs. Got to make this money. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, I'm looking forward to Collision. Should be. Should be. Should be a fun show. Otherwise, I don't know. Thank you guys for for this week. It's been a long week. Um, I feel we've had some some good shows. Uh, maybe uh, maybe I'm wrong. We've had a I, great string of shows. Probably the best string of shows you've ever had. Uh, we we had 35 million views across uh, the last week of shows. Last five weeks of shows. We really want to uh, put that over. Let everyone know that uh, we've been number one in the demo for the last few weeks, and it means a lot for in the weeds fans. Uh, I'm not doing Jeremy's bit, so that's all I got. Ah, uh, you, you, you did well. You did well. If Sorry. I was in a better mood, uh, I, I, I would have hit that. Would have hit that harder. Um, it's never mind. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Chris is asking you to take Venmo or Cash App. Um, Venmo's fine. It's it's five dollars, but just just cash, cash in hand, baby, cash in hand. Um, but yeah, appreciate appreciate all y'all. What's that? No service fees that way. Yeah, uh, appreciate all y'all. Thank, uh, thanks to MLW for um, thanks to MLW for having Alex Kane on the show this week, having uh, Selena De La Renta on the show this week. Appreciate Riccacino joining us on Monday. So thank you guys. We'll be back next week. We'll you know, talk about Collision, all this other fun stuff. I don't know. We're, we're just we're just here. We're just living, man. Live in the moment, everybody. Get off your damn phone. 1.5 million wrestling fans tuned in on Tuesday to watch professional wrestling. Jeremy won that. That's our last victory lap. Oh yeah, that is true. I was saying 1.5 for like a week's just, we just went. screwing around. And then it happened to be 1.5. I was I so happy. dug up the tweet from <laughs> Gary Evan Cassidy that said exactly that from 2020. 
1.5 million wrestling fans. It's always 1.5. Always. It's always going to be 1.5. That's why I said it for weeks. And it's true. I was correct. People, it's hilarious. There were some people who, who for some reason, watched this show. It's like, he said he was going to do it, and he did it. And then, of course, uh, these other people are just like, this is what truly matters, is that 1.5 million watch it. This is the only number anyone needs to care about. I'm like, yeah, I'm just doing a silly bit everybody <laughs> just the best that we can do thank you for putting up with us and the silly shit we do and the serious shit we do because we have a good time on the show we'll be back monday <laughs> breathe in now breathe out hands up now hands down back up back up tell me what you're gonna do now keep rolling 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 keep rolling 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 it's funny because it looks like my friend in the white t-shirt is actually singing the song. <laughs> oh, God. Monday, 10 a.m. We'll be back, ladies and gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. Subscribe to the channel and leave a thumbs up on the way out. We'll see you then. Enjoy your weekend. Bye-bye. Bet MGM has an unreal deal for sports fans in Virginia. Turn $5 into $150 instantly when you place your first wager at Bet MGM. Simply download the Bet MGM app and sign up using code CHAMPION150. Then, place a $5 wager on any sport. You'll receive $150 in bonus bets, regardless of your wager's outcome. And if you think the fun stops there, the king of sportsbooks has plenty of surprises in store. Check out daily promotions, same game parlays, live bets, and so much more. Download the app in Virginia today and get $150 in bonus bets instantly from your first wager only at BetMGM. BetMGM and GameSense remind you to play responsibly. See BetMGM.com for terms. 21 plus only. Virginia only. New customer offer. Subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Washington, D.C.